This episode is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, experienced wealth planners and investment managers who offer unwavering support in challenging times. Visit CanDoWealth.com for more information. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Isabel Hardman, I'm joined by Katie Balls and James Forsyth and the Prime Minister has just announced that she is resigning. This is what she had to say in Downing Street a few minutes ago. I recognise though, given the situation, I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. I have therefore spoken to His Majesty the King to notify him that I am resigning as leader of the Conservative Party. James, have we been a little bit surprised by the pace at which she went? Yes, I mean, last night was was clearly shambolic, but I think the view earlier today, this morning, was that they still had a little bit of time to run. Uh, there aren't that many MPs in Westminster today because it's a Thursday, and the view this morning was that, the, the, that Liz Truss was not minded to resign. She has now resigned in a remarkably composed statement, I thought, and she has announced that there will be a week-long leadership election. So this time next week, there will be uh, a new Tory leader and a new Prime Minister. Katie, Keir Starmer has been right out of the traps calling for a general election, which I suspect a lot of our listeners will be wondering why on earth there isn't one, given this will be the third Prime Minister in a year. Yeah, and I I think this is one of the problems uh, for the Tory party, many problems. But what was interesting was actually speaking to Tory MPs when I've put to them, well, if you ask another leader, are you just walking into the trap of a general election? Can you really put another, you know, unelected figure on the country? Um, Several held the view that Liz Truss's premiership becomes so toxic, if you look at the polling, that actually to keep that as... uh, the government as a situation was going to drive calls for a general election anyway. So therefore, their rationale is the best thing to do is try and bring stability back, try and have a government which, you know, uh, perhaps can even reach 30% in the polls and and argue that at time of national crisis, not the time, now is not the time for a general election. I think it really now depends uh, in terms of how this all plays out because clearly when people say, oh, there should be a general election, um, Tory MPs would have to vote for it. Um, and that is obviously a turkey voting for Christmas right now. I think one of the reasons it's still a possibility that we head to an early election is that ultimately the public mood could turn. So while MPs will say, well, I'm never going to vote for a general election, why would I vote to lose my seat? If the public just completely run out of patience with this ongoing chaos, I think it's going to get much harder to ignore those voices. Um, And therefore, you heard when Liz Truss was giving, I think, a very typically short speech just then, that she's talked about what the process would be for a new candidate, saying it's just going to be one week. Now, that suggests it's going to be just parliamentary voting. We'll have to see the the fine details of it. Um, There's clearly a sense in the party, and we've all been picking this up, that they cannot have a long leadership contest, and they also need to get round a candidate. Now, Liz Truss, I think, thought she'd have more time because they wouldn't be able to get round a candidate, as can happen. I think things got so bad, ultimately, she's just gone before she has been pushed. And there isn't yet a clear candidate. You can expect, I think, in the coming days, lots of conversations. And I think lots of people talking about a unity government. I think the problem is there is no candidate who is going to unify this Tory party. But can they do something whereby you you know, you know, make sure in your cabinet that the runner-up gets a key role and, all that and, and still keep the show on the road? And can the Tory party bring any discipline back? Because 
I think Liz Truss, I think, blew up her premiership with that not-so-many budget. That was a point where she was in a world of only bad options after it. Uh, the public opinion completely turned on her, the markets were completely spooked, and the UK then has to have lots of unpalatable choices in order to get credibility back. But when it comes to the party, the party has been looking increasingly ungovernable for some time now. Um, that dates back, I think, to the Boris Johnson days, and he won that majority. So I think there is a question as to what leader can now come in and whether they can really bring any calm. So, James, let's talk about the runners and riders uh, for that uh, replacement prime minister. There's quite a few people who fancy the job. Jeremy Hunter said he's not going to run. Yeah, which I think is significant because Jeremy Hunter, having come in to be chancellor, succeeded in in calming the markets um and 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 i think and i think communicating very clearly what what he wanted to do you know there was an argument for him so but he is now not standing i think it would be a surprise if penny morden didn't stand she stood last time she came third um only very narrowly in the parliamentary round and so didn't make the members runoff and then there's rishi sunak who topped the mp's ballot I've obviously known him for a long time. And then there is the question about Ben Wallace, the Defence Secretary. I think the general view is that he is probably more interested in things such as the defence budget than rather than in going for the top job outright, but we remain to be seen. And then there's obviously also the question of what Boris Johnson does. Does he think, you know, does he think that he wants to try and come back again or not? If you thought that the last few weeks have been unpredictable, the next week I think is going to be even more unpredictable than, than the past week. I mean, the one thing I would say the Tory party situation the Tory party is in is is to touch on Casey's point about an early election. So they can't, the Tory party can't afford to have another leader kind of go wrong early doors because, you know, this this is a, this is a unique episode in, in, in British history. And I think, I think, I think the, it is fanciful to suggest that the public will forget it immediately. But what they, what they certainly won't forget is, it, is if there is a similar process and we are back in this world of speculation at that point, I mean, to touch on Katie's point, I think it will become impossible to resist the idea that, you know, actually you need to go out to the electorate and talk to the country. Katie, for listeners who are feeling a little bit discombobulated by everything that's happened in the past, well, hour, let alone the, the past 24 hours, just talk us through the, the events that led up to Trust deciding to go. What, what do we know was happening behind the scenes? So I think we've obviously seen increased unhappiness amongst Tory MPs for some time um, and lots of, you know, threats saying, oh, she could be pushed out and... At times, I think over the weekend, quite heavy briefing that this was just, you know, Rishi Sunak team plotters. And these were people who never accept her victories. There was so there was almost a fight back from her loyalists to say this isn't, you know, widespread feeling. I think ultimately, if you're looking at the moves which have sped this up, perhaps, but also the moves that I think her team thought might have saved her. So, for example... Sacking Kwasi Kwarteng was ultimately looking ahead to what they knew was going to be a really difficult OBR assessment when it came to that Halloween fiscal event and the fact that it was going to need uh, you know, large cuts and the question of would uh, Kwasi Kwarteng have actually gone back on uh, many of the tax cuts, if not even larger spending cuts, and would he be in a position to win back the credibility of the markets? So therefore a, a decision to avoid what I think was would have been as existential day for the party in terms of what he would announce and how the markets would have responded led to her sacking quasi Kwarteng despite obviously lots of the plans coming from her and bringing in Jeremy Hunt 
Jeremy Hunt's appointment was aimed at uh, reassuring the markets, but also bringing someone who would win over some of the left of the party in a bid to shore her up. Um, and initially, while that created, obviously, some parallel talk, you did see earlier on the week, something I've written about in the magazine, which I think is now not ageing as well as it could, given she is gone. But you did see this strange movement where people like Steve Bryan, Damien Green were taken to the airways saying, give Liz, Liz Trust time, largely because they wanted Jeremy Hunt to be around as Chancellor. Then when Jeremy Hunt, I think, effectively junked uh, the near entirety of the mini-budget, that led, I think, and we saw it today from David Frost, some of Liz Truss's original supporters to ultimately ask, what is the point of Liz Truss? If we picked you, not because you're a great communicator, yes, you didn't blow up like some thought you would during the leadership election, but it wasn't as though you were you know, outshining. We picked you because you were promising delivery and low taxes. Now that it's gone, what is the point of this? So all of a sudden you've got doubts on different parts of the party. And then I think after Prime Minister's questions, actually speaking to MPs, they thought it wasn't the worst performance. Maybe she has a few weeks before that event. And then in the hour or two that followed, you had the departures who had a brave man and, of course, the fracking vote. And I think it just exploded everything again. And it's a combination of the fact of what is the mandate and something she spoke in speech, what is the point when you're not doing what you're saying you're going to do, but also a lack of competence and a lack of grip. And I think one of the things that has undermined this premiership early on, uh, so they tried to do this reconfiguration of number 10. I remember writing at the time saying, it's either going to be seen as, you know, a nimble operation or a very understaffed number 10. And quite quickly, I think lots of these quite genius staff have seemed quite unprepared for the challenges that have come and it's come together and obviously led to this. I think one of the ironies of this situation is that Kwasi Kwasi used to say to friends, you know, he didn't think he would be sacked because once the Prime Minister sacks their Chancellor they become extremely vulnerable. I, I think we have actually just seen that in some ways. And, then, and, and as with contemporary politics, everything is so speeded up, it, it is quite unreal. But I think what happened was when she sat quasi quasiing and then on particularly on the Monday, when the rest of, when almost all of the mini-budget was abandoned by Jeremy Hunt, it just became at that point, it became a kind of question of, as Katie says, you know, she was, she was clearly in office but not in power and how sustainable is that and it turned out that that in the modern world that is not sustainable for any length of time but I think previously these things have you know taken more time to become apparent I think we are in this box set politics at the moment where every series is more dramatic than the last and I think one of the big challenges for the Tory party is can you calm it down can you but I think people want some calm people want to turn it off sure yeah i know and i mean there's a real danger for the tories that you know that in the same way that joe biden in the states could run on a kind of look if you don't want to think about politics every day vote for me and the truth is most people don't want to think about politics every day the tories run the risk themselves of that if they cannot impose some calm on the situation thank you james thank you katie thank you natasha who produces podcast and thank you for listening